All right, I've officially hit record. Let's record. Stay <clears throat> for it. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock and Roll Podcast. I am your host, John Harris, and today on Rock and Roll Podcast, we have Skinny Knowledge. They have a new album called Don't Turn On The Lights, which was released on March 5th. And right now I'm being joined by Andy, Mr. L. Smooth. Andy L. Smooth, share some more information. Hello. Share some more information about what the band has got going on about this release. Uh, so, Andy, welcome to the show. Hello, how you doing? I am fabulous. How are you? Yes, very well, very well. Good. As well as can be at the moment. Mm-hmm. But I hear, yeah. it's, I hear it snowed. Did it snow where you're at? Not where I am. We're, so we're on the south coast of England. Um, but the rest, pretty much the way it works where I'm from in Bournemouth, the rest of the country gets snow and we never do. So we're like the last, we're the last to hear about it. So no, we, we had like the tiniest, tiniest bit when we woke up a couple of days ago, but it was more like someone had just gone around with a white paintbrush, to be honest. That was about it. So, okay. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, we're in a cold snap right now. For, for Canada, a cold snap means that it's currently minus 40 degrees Celsius. Oh, <laughs> I was struggling to go out and take the dogs out and it's only like zero. So <laughs> let alone minus 40. That's, that's a, insane. That's a crisp summer morning, my friend. That's a crisp yeah. summer morning. <laughs> yeah. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, keep me out of it. Well, just use your imagination, Andy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So actually, true story. A couple of things. First thing is when you first came on, I was like, ah, he looks like the music video. Uh, which I mean, it is you in the music video, so I don't see why it wouldn't, but yeah, that is you. Um, and the other thing I got that I gathered from the music video is you, I I could just tell, like we would have a good interview because you seem like a good group of guys who have a sense of humor. Yeah, I think, um, the, so the new video for keep me out of it was, um, definitely it was just a bit of fun. Um, I kind of take like Dave Grohl's ethos on music videos. They're basically, he says they're just candy commercials. So it's just, just something for people to watch. And rather than it just being, oh, we're just going to watch a band playing a song. I just thought, let's do something a bit different, something that people can laugh at and just not take yourselves too seriously. I think too many bands go out and do these videos in big warehouses and in a forest and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, it's just everyone does that. <laughs> right, let's dress up and look stupid. And people are more likely to want to watch it because we're just a bunch of guys doing stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If only the warehouse singing into light bulbs and forest wasn't such a successful platform, Andy, because <laughs> people have been singing into light bulbs since today MTV turned on. And uh, maybe that's why we're going wrong. Maybe that's why we're not famous yet. Because we haven't done the yeah. I don't know. Well, you did say not to turn the lights on, so there goes your light bulb. You could have a light bulb that doesn't isn't on, and you're like you're like caressing it, and you're like, don't turn on. Don't don't turn on. Why aren't we turning on the lights? What's going on in the room? Um, it's actually sorry to correct you. It's actually don't turn out the lights, not don't turn on the lights. Ah, Don't turn out the lights. Sorry, sorry. So then the lights are 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 on. So they're like, don't turn off, baby. We'll just erase everything that happened already. Okay, pressing it so much if it's on because it's probably pretty hot. Probably, unless it's modern technology that doesn't get hot, and then... Unless it's one of those LED ones, yeah. Yeah. No, I think the... So the the album's name, Don't Turn Out the Lights, which is the name of the first song. Um, I struggled for ages to come up with an album title, 
because I wasn't sure whether I wanted it to be the name of the song or name of a song or whether I wanted it to be like a lyric from the from a song or just something completely random. But the more and more I thought about it and I thought, oh, don't turn off the lights. And it's kind of a good, it sums up, it's kind of, the whole album is based on like just not losing that hope um, because it's kind of written at the beginning of lockdown and a little bit before. It's kind of like a, you know, tales of like adolescent life, like a uh, young adolescent life and that kind of constantly like trying to reassure yourself, um, constantly like feeling like you're being judged. And it's just, just like, yeah, don't turn out the lights. Just don't, don't lose hope. Don't lose faith. Like believe in yourself, that kind of stuff. So <laughs> I guess we can go with that. Mm-hmm. No, it makes sense because one of the things that I, I heard as a Canadian was simple plan. And I know you guys aren't really going for like simple plan or at least, at least maybe not yet. Um, but I really got that just like, pop punk we're here to have fun but at the same time i'm really mad at my dad yeah i hope he's not listening i hope he's not <laughs> that would be that would be terrible um it, it's definitely it's it's a whole mix of stuff there's a whole mix of emotions going on because at the time when i started writing it um or writing the songs i was pretty low at the time um I wasn't really enjoying music that much. It be kind of became a bit of a chore. I was just going out and doing these bar gigs and to like no people. And I just wasn't really getting any satisfaction out of it. I was purely just doing it to make some money. And I then started writing some songs, which I'd never done before. Um, you know, I've been in bands before and kind of been part of that creative process, but I'd never sat down on my own and just written some music completely on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all just kind of, all these emotions just kind of came flooding out and, all these I find it very hard to write songs about um like fictional experiences like so it's all like most of the stuff that I've written about is stuff that has happened in my life or how I'm feeling or something like that because I'm very literal I like to explain how like what's going on in my head I find it a lot easier to write when I know what's what's going on mm-hmm. um, so yeah there's a whole range of emotions there's you know there is a song about my mom and dad breaking up how I was feeling when I was like 13 14 when that happened mm-hmm. uh, there's a song about getting engaged to my fiance last year. There's songs about, you know, inspired by the Black Lives Matter movement. There's there's loads of stuff going on in, in that album. There's one about just going out and partying and just getting drunk. And yeah, so it's just, you know, it's just everyday stuff that happens in your life. And I wanted to write about that. I wanted it to be, you know, I don't want to write about dragons and, you know, mythical creatures and God knows what else i wanted it to be something that was real that's something that people like myself can relate to when they hear they think oh i experienced that some people so. do experience dragons andy <laughs> either in video game or after a lot <laughs> don't tell them that uh <laughs> shh. you'll also need a double pedal on your kick drum if you want to do uh, a dragon there, there are rules yeah uh, but you know as i say keep me out of it so you mentioned a lot of things there. Uh, I'm curious about bar gigs playing for no one, but still making money. I don't know how that happened, but um, it's just um, just like pubs. They like on a Friday and Saturday, they'll they'll book a a guy with a guitar and that yeah. some me, and so I'll go out and just earn a bit of money doing that. Right, and then you started writing your own songs, and then now we're here. Um going through a lot of stuff. The similar thing I was mentioned was like uh, parents breaking up around 13, 14. That had to have been ages ago. Not that you look old, but I just, because, <laughs> we, 
because you're talking about a light bulb being hot, that told me enough about your age that you remember incandescent light bulb. Because I have to explain that stuff to my children. No, no, no. Like, there's yeah, different, yeah. different kinds of light bulbs. Because um, all they know are LED light bulbs. So to them, lights aren't hot. It's crazy, right? Something uh, that you wouldn't even go through my mind. Yeah, exactly. Bulbs. Yeah. Well, in the artwork, you have an incandescent light bulb. And is that why it's also a grenade? Because of how explosive maybe some of the emotions are? But because you don't want to turn the lights out, we got to go through it, baby. It's got to explode. But the pin isn't out. So um, talk to me about this. Yeah, it's just um, it's just on edge, I think. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's, it's there. You know all of this stuff's happening. And just I think it's like that at any moment. It could just explode. You could explode. Your whatever experience you're going through could just explode. Like your whole life could just kind of go a bit crazy. And I think it's just that that constant feeling of like on edge. Um, that feeling of you know, like I said, a lot of the songs are kind of that feeling judged by kind of almost society almost that you need to you know you need to have a plan in life. You need to you know know what you're doing and you need to make money or you don't need to do this and you do need to do that and it's that kind of maybe i just want to be a, a bit of a free spirit so it's kind of that just you know feeling on the the edge of society not really knowing where your your place is within everything mm-hmm. um that's kind of and also i thought it looked cool <laughs> it it does look cool did you make it did you have hired somebody else make it um i drew a horrendous sketch of an idea that i had and then i have a a designer friend that knows how to make stuff look pretty. So that's all. Okay, perfect. Uh, the other thing you mentioned that kind of reminded me of was the, uh, if, if it, if it's applicable, the stiff upper lip thing of English society, like right. you're just supposed to know at all times and keep your composure and. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. To be honest, I don't really listen to stiff. Um, it's just a flow thing, isn't you? I've seen them. That is who you said. Who? What? Where? When? Did you mention stiff little fingers? Stiff? No, stiff upper lip. Oh, I thought you meant. Sorry, I thought you were saying about the band Stiff Little Fingers. Oh no, it's okay though. <laughs> we were going somewhere for a second, and that's all that matters, Andy. Was that I had this moment with you? Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's. <laughs> I don't know. I've lost. Lost my trail of thought now. Whatever trail of thought there might have been. It's okay. We'll we'll bring it right on back to the Dave okay. Grohl music video thing. So um yeah. that explains the music videos. Um take us through those music videos. How much work did you guys put into those? Uh the second one more than the first. Um the first one for imagination was I had an idea of of I actually wanted to do a storyline for it and I, I wanted it to be a funny video. Um but we kind of went into a lockdown at the time um, and it was just going to be too hard. It was short notice. The bassist at the time, like three days before we meant to shoot, then um, got, was in contact with someone with COVID. So he had to isolate for another two weeks. So it just threw the plan out the window. Um, so I just said, screw it. We'll just do like a, um, just a performance based video. So we just like got a load of stuff, got a load of speakers, amps, drums, just chucked them into a rehearsal space that um, I work at. And um, we literally just got a, got a guy in and we just ran through the song and filmed filmed it and made it look, you know, exciting and fast paced and stuff. And then the second video, more more time and effort went into it. We had a bit more planning for it. 
Um, and I, there was a, a car garage which opened recently, and I, I went in there one day just to check it out. And I, as soon as I walked in, I thought, ah, oh, this looks amazing. Like, this would be a really cool setting for a music video. So that was then um, how I decided to do that. And then the whole concept for the video was based on, so I don't know if you heard about it over there in the news or anything, but one of the main MPs over here, a guy called Rishi Sunak, he made this comment in an interview with ITV that was kind of along, along the lines of saying that you're like artist, artistic people and the entertainment industry and stuff like that, people that work within it should potentially just get an, get a new job, like just retrain, do something else. And it became a huge thing. Obviously it became a massive uproar. And I thought that's a horrendous thing to say, but let's turn it into something funny. Let's, you know, take it with a pinch of salt and just, take the mic out of it a bit so mm-hmm. well how did you feel about that it sucked it sucked to hear it was um you know there's people that say oh he wasn't saying that you should retrain he wasn't saying you should get a new job and he didn't specifically say those words but you know politicians have this way of saying like just completely beating around the bush but still trying to get to a point but just not directly saying those words because they know that they'll get in trouble for if they say those words but they'll just kind of say it in another way yeah. it's one of those um, but it sucked it, you know, as a musician, I felt very, um, segregated and left out from like the support that everyone else has been getting. Um, you know, all the venues have shut over here that like, we literally can't go out and do anything. I haven't worked for, wow, it's now 11 months. Um, and it's just, just hasn't been any help. There hasn't been any sympathy. It just feels like we've been completely left behind. Um, so when he said something like that as well, just to say, like, by the way, at no point soon are you going to be going back to work, so you should probably get another job. It just was kind of like he'd already stuck the knife in and twisted it, and then it was just getting the salt out and just trickling it over the top, and it just, yeah, it was, it, it sucked. That was it graphic, sucked. Andy. <laughs> it hurt. It did hurt. But I thought, <laughs> let's, let's, poke, let's poke fun at the government and do a, a nice little funny video. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. No, I, I dig that. And it makes more sense now, because in the beginning, I was just like, okay, I didn't get yeah. it. But <laughs> but now I get it, Andy. And I'm actually really curious, as a gear nerd, I noticed you've got some really nice gear. Speaking of, of not working and not having any money. Um, yeah. Let's talk about your Marshall amp. That looks like a classic, hand-wired, old-school... What is it? It's a 1979 Marshall JMP. It is a stunning amp, um, and it was actually, so my mum works in a, an auction house, and occasionally they get some really cool, um, like, vintage gear come in, um, and it just came up, and she didn't tell me, and she just bought it because it was a good deal, and then she was like, oh, here's this amp, and I was like, cool, thanks, mum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, crazy balls. Now, the sound on the record is, wait, where, show me. Where? Ooh. I was just saying, I've literally just bought a drum kit today. Yeah. It's, you know, when you haven't been working for 11 months and you need support, what you need to be doing is buying drums. Exactly. But you do need firewood. It is zero degrees. Um, cool. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was dark again. Uh, so. The sound on the record is absolutely incredible. I love the drum sound. It's like a perfect drum sound to me, especially for the record. And the guitars obviously sound great. Uh, what we're seeing in the music videos, is that what's ending up on the record? 
Um, the JMP was on the record. Um, the drums, no. Um, that was my Ludwig that Charlie was playing. Um, it was a Ludwig classic maple that I had, but I actually used a um a seventies blue and olive badge Ludwig when I was in the studio, mm. um, which was awesome. Mm. That was a really cool kit. Um, proper Bonham. It was a, I think it was a 24 or 26 kick and like 13 rack and two floors and stuff. It was, it was an awesome sounding drum kit. Um, and I had a, a Gretsch bell brass for a snare. Um, so we used that drum sound is really important to me being a drummer. It's, it can make or break a record for me. Like I love, I love a good drum sound. I think guitars and bass and stuff like that, vocals, like as long as you've got a good mic, you've got a good amp and kind of just record it and even like amp simulators nowadays you can get really good ones that still sound really good whereas getting a good drum sound is really hard like getting a good room a kit and it's just and i've i've the studio that i went to i've been to a couple of times before and we've always had a great great sound um so i went back there to to do the drums um and yeah so we used that um and then we reamped so i then i to kind of keep the cost down a bit I recorded all the guitars, bass, and vocals at home, and then I went when we went to the studio to do the drums. We then reamped all the guitars. Um, so we went through my JMP. I think we went through a, I want to say either a Bad Cat or maybe a Goldfinger. I can't remember. Um, so we like two. There were two guitar parts. One was on the Marshall, and one was on, I think, a Goldfinger or something like that on the other side. Um, so that's what that's what we used for that, and it. Great. Yeah. So. Sorry, are you playing the drums then on the record? I played everything. Wow. So the other guys that are there getting coronavirus, bringing it, they're just they're just there. <laughs> just pretty faces. Yeah, so when I um when I came up with this idea and I kind of started writing these songs and I decided to put an album together, it at the time it still wasn't really it wasn't a band, it was just me wanting to put an album together. I wasn't sure what I was gonna do with it at the time. And then I then decided I was going to go in the studio, record everything. And then when it kind of came together, I thought, actually, I really like this. This is really good. I want people to hear it. So I then put the band together after it was all done. Um, so that's when we started doing the music videos and stuff like that. Hey, I'm looking up some of this stuff. I've never heard of a bad cat or a Goldfinger, and I can't find Goldfinger because it's giving me sure? it's giving me the, ba- sure? the band. Uh, is Bad Cat Canadian? I, I think- saw Bad Cat Canada come up, or is that just wrong <clears throat> i'm sure it's called a goldfinger 45 i think never mind they're from yes. california uh okay so then are they just a reinvention of mesa boogie ouch um i mean let's be honest okay. like amps are either a reinvention of a marshall or they're a reinvention of a mesa boogie really in all honesty it's like the other one but I'm not. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. They just had them in the studio, and and the producer said, "Oh, try this amp. It'll sound cool." And, uh, it sounded great. It but. did sound great. Well, the drums sounded great, and I think that's that's the secret. I, there's so many classic records, Andy, that I could listen to that have terrible guitar tone, but what makes them rocking is the the drum sound. And I got two records that'll come to mind. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Aerosmith's "Get a Grip" from 1993. The guitar tone yeah. is wretched, but the drums sound phenomenal. And then, yeah. uh, oh man, who is it? Rage Against the Machine, uh, Children of the Sun or whatever. 
Right. Drums sound absolutely phenomenal. The guitar is some weak little pissant thing that's just supposed to be filling up some space off on the off the side. <clears throat> uh, people are probably going to be mad at me now, but go listen to the record. There's one track of guitar. It's a JCM 900. It sounds terrible. Really, what you're hearing is a great drum sound, bass that's way too loud, but it works. It's crazy, isn't it, sometimes, when you think bands of that stature, like Rage Against the Machine, you, you just think, surely someone heard that and thought we could probably do it better yeah i don't know crazy so like stuff that people put out sometimes shocking sometimes yeah well so i've just wait i've just had a google because i was i was really intrigued as to what it was so it's a bogner the goldfinger 45 is a is a bogner amp i don't know if you've had a bogner but Mm -hmm. very um, very tight in the mid-range department especially for people who record songs about dragons I'm pretty sure one of the either the left or the right guitars was that that Bogner, and then the other side was the the JMP. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll have to give the record a listen. But that was the first thing I heard when I listened to the record was uh, incredible uh, drum sound. But Andy, that's about does our time. Is there anything that you wanted to chat about that I did not bring up? Um, I think we covered pretty much everything for now. Okay, for now. Because We're still pretty fresh, so there's not, not huge amounts to talk about, just that we've got an album coming out and go and buy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right, go and buy it. Right, so we chatted about Don't Turn Out the Lights, uh, coming out March 5th. This interview will probably air shortly thereafter, so it'll be in past tense. So if you're watching on YouTube, listening in on Spotify, or you're on the website, rockmetalpodcast.ca, then definitely go check out the album Don't Turn Out the Lights. It'll be available uh, everywhere. And yep. music videos are in the show notes. Keep me out of it. Imagination. And I also found a lyric video for imagination. So I'm going to include that as well so that people can dial into those lyrics and sing along. That was a fun um, lyric video to make, actually, because I wanted to do something a little bit different. And I was keeping an eye on. Um, so Billy Joe from Green Day did a cover of, I want to say it was Kids in America. And he like did this like this lyric video where he's literally just writing out the lyrics and it was like sped up so it was along with the with the song and i thought that was really cool so i basically just copied it but it was cool it was like it was weird though because i was obviously i had to slow the track down like immensely to be able to keep up with the the lyrics so i think the song it took me like 25 minutes i think the song lasted about 25 minutes whilst i'm writing out these words and then put it all together but yeah came out cool wow fan freaking tastic baby well thank you so much for coming on to the rock metal podcast today Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure.